The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Drivers, start your... Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. The drivers may be enjoying a week off, but we certainly never breathe. We are the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Still cranking out the content during the off week because, well, we love you that damn much, don't we? That's right. Uh, sleep is for the week. We're still here. There's no reason to take uh, take a week off when there's still odds to talk about. We've got championship odds out there. We were talking a little bit before the show. What? What? Why are the books? What? Jeez, just I'm dis. This is my fatherly talk to the books. I'm disappointed in you and your options. Like we have championship odds. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's great. Win totals. Rest of the season performance to make the playoffs to not make the playoffs. Get us some more fucking odds. What? You have an entire week off where we don't have any NASCAR series to bet on. And you have this great opportunity to have all of this stuff out there for futures to get people to sign up for Edge Boost, to double down on their futures, to have content creators like us turn stuff out, and all you're giving us is championship odds. Wake the fuck up, smell the flowers, and join the fucking party. Come on, we're dying for more odds. Why do we not have them? So what I'm hearing is we need to action everybody out there. If you if you live in the headquarters of one of your favorite books, write yourself a sign that says more NASCAR odds question mark and then just stand. I, I'm in I'm I'm one for silent protesting. Like I I'm as much as I yell at you all the time, I'm I'm into more silent protesting where I'll just hold a well, sign. I could see how you would be into silent protesting since you uh, butcher the language so much. I can't <laughs> and I don't know what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I would spell more like the M O A R uh more NASCAR. But it's like the, the Chick-fil-A, the uh you know, eat, eat more chicken more, sign that the cows yeah. hold up. It's M O R. Eat more chicken. <laughs> Uh, but I want more odds. So that's that's basically what I'm asking for you. So if you if you live there, just stand outside of their window, please, with that sign that says more NASCAR odds, please. And or not it's even just please. disappointing because uh, there's so many things. I mean, like to make the playoffs, yes or no odds like that would be great. You have something on Chase Elliott, right? Because he's 
fairly far out right now, but maybe he wins a race. You've got guys that are on the bubble or guys that are just in now that or just out now. Like you could set odds on those guys. You could have some long shot odds on a guy like Eric Jones that could maybe win a super speedway coming up or a guy like Corey LaJoy. I would take that bet. Like take my money. I'm trying to give it to you. Open up and then like win totals for the rest of the season. All of these things. They they had win totals up before the season. We talked about them in the off season. And then I think the first couple of weeks they had them up still. Then they pulled them down and it's been nothing since it. It sucks. It's unfortunate, but luckily we do have championship odds. We can still talk about those uh, and just kind of walk through and, and review where people are at so far this season and uh, talk about what, what might be worth uh, getting that edge boost double down on this week. And we will. But uh, but first, Cody, we have some reviews to read, don't we? You guys uh, took the, the calling to leave positive reviews seriously after that douchebag left his poor review last week. And so we thank you. We have multiple reviews. Leave your review. We will read it as well. We prefer the nice ones, but if you want to be a douchebag, we'll call you one anyways. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start out with Toon Baz one uh, I believe he left an F1 review as well, so very nice of him. Uh, it says, great NASCAR show. My motorsports knowledge doesn't stretch far beyond F1. I know very little about NASCAR. Fortunately for me, when I want to get involved in something a little different, Cody and Rod have got me covered. These guys put in so much work and put out some coverage for punters. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a shot at us that we're punters or something, but I don't know if that was supposed to be something else. Who knows? More angles than a Rubik's Cube, it says. I like that part of it. Lots of fun betting opportunities on these. So shout out to you, Toon Baz One. Thank you for your review. Um, to the Hizzy also left a review. Need for speed. There isn't a better NASCAR gambling podcast, period short sweet to the point does what it's intended to do look that took him probably a minute to write that's all it takes you to write yours we love it so shout out to you to the hizzy thank you much and then uh <laughs> our buddy moon off go check him out on like 47 other podcasts on this network and all kinds of coverage he does rod and quote unquote Corey. i mean cody <laughs> he says uh are passionate about nascar and there aren't many NASCAR pods out there, but you don't need one when you have this one. Uh, multiple times a week, these guys are crushing it with recap, DFS, and betting picks. Oh, and their broadcast skills, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Thank you, Moonoff. We appreciate you, and uh, we love you very much. Uh, I love it. Well, his broadcast skills are 10 out of 10. Please go check out Moonoff on... Like, literally nicknamed The Machine, yeah. and he is a machine. Yeah, it does... <laughs> Almost every other show that's not on four wheels in this uh, yeah. in this thing. So, um, yeah, I'm just glad he doesn't know anything about racing, or we probably wouldn't have a job because he'd do that too. <laughs> easily not have a job because of that. So, so don't uh, learn too much, Moonoff. Yeah, tune in and out a little bit. Yeah, right? just pick the winners in Discord and get the hell out and there leave it go. to <laughs> us. So, uh, yes, thank you for your reviews, everybody. Again, we absolutely love to hear them. We love you so much, and uh, just continue to do it, and we'll we'll read them on the air for you and give you a little bit of. A little bit of love for giving us yes, some love. We, we greatly well. appreciate it. Thank you very much. We talked about Edge Double Down earlier where Cody said that this would be a perfect opportunity for you to use some of those Edge down, Double Down uh, credits that you're going to get. But what are they if you haven't heard before? Well, Edge is sponsoring this episode and the show uh, all together. It's the first Bet Now, Pay Later Visa card. They're offering up to $2,500 in betting advances, Edge is, which can be an extremely valuable tool. And I know you don't have to really take too much time to imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. 
We're about to talk about these championship odds. There's plenty of opportunity for you to get on down with these championship odds and any other futures that you consider uh, if they ever gave us more in the books. <clears throat> Yes, uh, and you can do it all without tying up your bankroll for months. Plus, double down on your favorite bet or you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle or an even hedge. Edge Boost is not some sleazy loan shark. They're not out there giving you a wad of $100 bills and then telling you later that they'll break your fingers if you don't pay anything. Uh, and they also charge you 0% interest, which is better than that dude that uh, is in the seedy part of town telling you, yeah, sure, you can have $2,500. Let me have your leg. Uh, do you know of any other way that you can access more money and, and place your favorite bets without paying any interest? You don't, but you do now. It's Edge Boost. They're also a part of a responsible gambling plan. You can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your banking or your betting accounts, rather, in one place. So support the SGPN. Grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, you don't want to have to pay a couple of fingers to a, a, a loan shark to try to get you to edge double down. They're giving you $2,500 to place these bets just because you want to sign up for them. Yeah, it seems a lot better than the guy that, that comes in and breaks your kneecaps and, and takes all the interest and all that fun stuff. Sure, son. You want $2,500? You're going to pay me back 6000 and I'm going to take that left toe as, uh, as down payment. Yes, I think uh, Edge Boost seems like the much better option uh, in this scenario. Keep your toes. Sign up for Edge Boost. How's that? That's a that's a great tagline. I should should use that. <laughs> Keep your toes. Sign up for Edge Boost. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, we talked about it. There are championship odds up for the NASCAR Cup Series, and kind of no surprise. To, uh, what are we doing? You want to run through run through where we sit currently as well? Yes, please. Um, before we before we get to the odds, just a yeah, quick quick sure. rundown. Martin Truex Jr. He sits first place. Um, well, let's go. Let's go to the playoff odds. So, if the playoffs started today, based on where they sit, this is how things would be. William Byron would be first place, um, and he has got what two wins on the season? Three. He's got three wins on the three, season, yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. Martin Truex Jr. would be sitting second. He's the current regular season uh, standings leader. He has got two wins on the season. Kyle Busch, he has got three wins on the season. All three of these guys. Guys are locked into the playoffs. Actually locked in. I was going to say, Cody, are they locked in or are they NASCAR <laughs> not interns? Not they won a race in. and the NASCAR interns say they're locked in when they're not technically not locked in. Um, but, you know, whatever. Ryan Blaney sits in fourth place currently. He's got a win. Not technically locked in at this point, but looking very good for him. Kyle Larson, he is in fifth place. He's got multiple wins. Yes, I believe he does. He's got um, two. Two, yep. So he is locked in. And then it's Ross Chastain in sixth, um, which is, you know, kind of surprising, to be honest, with as rough as it's been lately. Had a really good start to the season. Um, he's actually fourth place in the regular season standings as well. So things sitting pretty decent for him. Dennis Hamlin is in seventh place. He's got a win to his name. Um, so, so again, Ross in sixth, but we saw it last year, right? Martin Truex Jr. finished third or fourth in the regular season standings. Did not make the playoffs because we had so many winners. I don't know that we're going to get to that this year, but it's still a possibility, especially with some unknowns coming up. We've got some road courses left. We've seen a bunch of different winners at road courses lately. We've got two super speedways coming up, Chicago, Chicago. Street Course. 
is a complete wild card. Some other stuff coming up. And there's some guys in this list that haven't won yet that you wouldn't be shocked if they did win. So um, Joey Logano is currently sitting in eighth place. He has got a win. Does he have a win, Ron? Joey Logano does have one win. That is correct. Does have one win. Yes. So Joey Logano's on that list. Christopher Bell. He's sitting in ninth. No wins for him yet this season. Uh, Christopher Bell does have a win this season. Does have a win. He won Bristol Dirt, didn't he? Yep, sure did. <laughs> I just remembered that as I was saying that. So just kidding. He does have a win. Tyler Reddick sitting in 10th place. He's got a win. He won at Coda earlier this season. Kevin Harvick sits in 11th. One of those guys on that list of could win any given week. Um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Shout out to him sitting in 12th place right now in the playoff standings. Um, he's having a very solid season. Obviously, has a win as well with that win at Daytona. Bred Keslowski sits in 13th. No wins yet, but maybe he's got one coming. Christopher Busher sits in 14th. He uh, also no wins, but uh, man, he's been having some very good runs lately. These road courses, I think, are going to continue to play into his hand. He's sitting nicely. Bubba Wallace currently in 15th place in the standings. No wins for him just yet, but again, a guy that you wouldn't be surprised to see reach victory lane. Alex Bowman in 16th, same story here. He missed, did he miss two races, three races? Uh, missed multiple races, but if the playoffs started today, would be in the playoffs despite not having a win. Um, and sitting just outside the playoffs, you got Daniel Suarez, Ty Gibbs, Michael McDowell, AJ Allmendinger, Austin Sindrick. Corey fucking LaJoy is in 22nd, Rod. He's not that far out of the playoffs. Uh, Justin Haley, Todd Gilliland having a very solid season uh, between switching back and forth with the rides. Ryan Priest, that's a Stuart Haas car. You know, that's a Stuart Haas car. That's the only positive thing I guess I had to say about that. <laughs> Eric Almarola, he could surprise you and win a 200 to 1 odds on a road course in the Xfinity Series. Chase Elliott. Sits uh, 27th in the playoff standings, also where he is in the in the regular standings. Um, he's 84 points out. I haven't done the math, but it, I still don't think it's completely impossible for him to get point his way in. Depends on how many winners we get, different winners throughout the rest of the season. Uh, so TBD on that, but obviously a win would not lock him into the playoffs, but vault him into the playoff picture for sure. Um, Austin Dillon, another guy that can pop up and get a win. We, RCR has been fast. Kyle Busch has got his multiple wins. Um, Harrison Burton, Eric Jones, Chase Briscoe is in 31st place, Rod. Oh, boy. That's uh, <laughs> I guess he did have that massive penalty, so we'll, we'll factor that in for him. But Ty Dillon in 32nd. Uh, he's basically got no shots. And Andy Lally, I guess he's just listed on here because he was in the last race, but I don't think he's necessarily technically running for points. So participation, review. nor has he, he's not competed in every event. So I don't know why he's even listed on here, but uh, he's only been NASCAR's. in two races this season. Obviously both NASCAR is his app for you, I guess. Uh, yeah. So Noah Gragson um, is on this list, not currently eligible for the playoffs because he's missed a race. Obviously they'll submit a medical waiver uh, likely to be approved and he would still be able to uh, run for that. Um, and he would be the only other driver that would be should be eligible if it comes to that um and you know maybe he wins a super speedway who knows i'm telling you right now when you start to look at the top 10 obviously you know the the glaring omission there is ross chastain the only one inside 
that top 10 without a win so far this season. So it makes you wonder, um, you know, guys like Chastain, guys like Harvick, guys like Kozlowski even, you know, they're sitting there and and a win could push them further down the playoff list as, as more guys. Like you said, I don't know that we're going to get to enough. Like, I don't think we're going to get to 17 winners to make this difficult. But by the same token, I mean, you got to, it's, it's getting to the point where you can't necessarily sit there without a win anymore. You have to push for it, and especially a guy like Ross Chastain, who we've seen him effectively just sort of drop off the face of the earth over the last few weeks. And so for him, winning is probably more important than anything if he wants to continue to keep his run going and to keep his, his momentum going. But unfortunately, you just see it on, on the track week after week. He can easily get leapfrogged by anybody on this list the below the cut line that decides to get themselves a win. You know, Chase Elliott, like you said, Eric Almarola could pop up out of nowhere. AJ Allmendinger, there's still a couple of road courses in Chicago left for him. So, you know, it's it's getting to the point where he can't afford to sort of let himself get complacent anymore. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to find that gas pedal for sure if he wants to Yeah, and things. and like if you look at the the regular season standings right now, Martin Truex just took over the the points lead, but it's changed hands multiple times. You had Bowman up there for a while before he got hurt. Uh, Chastain was leading at one point. Byron was most recent leader. It's been last year. Elliott ran away with the regular season. Like he had locked it up before Daytona. Even he was already the regular season champ. Right now, the top uh, let's top seven guys are all within thirty-two points. It's Truex up top. Byron's only thirteen points out. Guys like Ross Chastain and Kevin Harvick only 24, 25 points out. If they were to win the regular season championship without a win, that still locks you into the playoffs. That essentially works as a win and gets you in. So there is that avenue if we got to the winners. Um, it would be interesting, I guess, to see that. But we're at, what are we at for different winners this season? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, we're at ten. Ten different winners. Yeah, ten different winners. So. Uh, again, you know, if we get to even just 15 different winners, that's when things really could get crazy. And we've got how many more races do we have before the, the playoffs? One, two, three, four, five, six, ten, right? Seven, eight, nine, ten. You're right. Ten more races. So there is opportunities. And again, wild cards in there. You've got the Chicago Street race. Nobody knows what to expect there. Um, you've got Atlanta. That's basically a plate track. You've got um, Daytona to end the regular season. That is a plate track. Um, there's multiple other road courses in there. We've seen some different guys win on road courses here lately. Uh, you've got tracks like Michigan in there where a guy like Bubba has been really good. A guy like Harvick's been really good. You've got Richmond in there. There's uh, plenty of, of opportunities in here to get more winners and, uh, and upset these things. Chase Elliott obviously doesn't have a win yet. He's not up there in points with missing all those races. Um, so it's uh, still a wide open field for who could get in and, and who could miss the playoffs. It is indeed. But I want to take a second before we get too much farther along to tell you about uh, my new favorite pair of shorts that are on their way that I cannot wait to get. And that is the Bird Dogs shorts, making me look good, making my legs look nice and sculpted out there for, well, nobody, just me. I, no one's going to want to look at these legs. But with Bird Dogs, they're going to say, hey, those are some nice legs. Why? Because they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you that truly sculpted look. 
Bird Dogs shorts, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton, you know, all this. Like, I'm wearing a pair of shorts right now, and not really all that comfortable. They're from Walmart. They're not, they're not necessarily the greatest in the world. So that's why I can't wait to get Bird Dogs so I can sit in this chair comfortably in their shorts. They invented cloud knit fabric that looked just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movement as well. But the biggest selling point of this, it's getting hot in California. And when I sit in my car and, and I don't have the air conditioning cranked, it gets hot, right? So they get the anti-stink anti and sweat-wicking fabric, say that four times fast, that keeps you dry and cool all day long. You're going to love these shorts for sure. Go right now to birddogs.com slash pool. Enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler to get on top of these amazing shorts that you're about to get. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Cody. Again, we are graced with at least some championship odds. If for nothing else, we definitely want more, but we're, this is what we get so far. Uh, and then, of course, your your full breakdown of the playoff standings and standings for sure. I mean, you heard the names up top, right? I mean, you heard the Truexes, you heard the Larsons, um, and you heard the Byrons and Blaney's. So, I guess, how does this translate then into some championship odds? Some of the more not surprising names at the top are Kyle Larson at plus 500, Bush at 600 and William Byron at plus 700. Just kind of looking at those top three, uh, and that's that's all on BetMGM is what I've got these ones at. Um, you can actually find better on Superbook. William uh, Kyle Larson's at plus 600, Byron's at 600, Bush is at 800 over on Superbook. So um, obviously shop around, right? Because on Caesars you're getting 400 plus 400 for Larson, plus 500 for Bush, plus 750 for Byron. People don't know what to do with William Byron, do they? <laughs> no, I think that if you're looking at this, that's the one that really jumps out to you. So Bush, hopefully, if you're like us, called it all the way back in November, 20 to 1, holding that ticket very dearly. I'm a huge Kyle Bush fan for the rest of the season for that reason. Um, but William Byron at plus 750, I mean, he has been the most consistent guy on a week-in and week-out basis. Larson is always going to be the favorite because – Larson, he's he's just different, right? He's special. He's got that. When it's on for Larson, we saw it at North Wilkesboro. Like it's an old-fashioned ass whooping, and he can do it, but it's not always on. And I don't know why it is that way for him, but it just it, it, it's not it's like that switch isn't always turned on. And like you have to, it's one of those things where sometimes you got to reset it to get it to work. Like this is a great machine when it works, but it doesn't always turn on, you know, and it's like has any it's been brought up throughout the the gambling space like does anybody let you down more than Kyle Larson does because he's always one of the favorites you still get tricked into taking him and then it's week after week where he just disappoints you and it's like you should have had the best car you should have been the best guy here saturday we saw it in the Xfinity race like all in on him plus 250 like seemed like great value cuz he's minus 185 by the time the race starts and comes out and leads every lap dominant and then makes the ma mental mistakes at the end and just gives these races away. We know he can get it done. He won 10 races just two seasons ago. 
but it's been lately, it's been a lot of DNFs for him. A lot of things not going his way and only plus 400 plus 500. Like it's not super sexy to bet it at that. It, it just, I think you just wait and you bet on him to win the race at, at Phoenix. Like if you're going to take him, I, I don't know that there's any reason I would really take Kyle Larson Bush. If you can get him at eight to one is probably still not a bad bet. Obviously holding a 20 to one. I'm not going to bet the eight to one, but Byron is the one that really jumps out to me. I mean, he has been super consistent. Um, and he's in a Hendrick Motorsports car that we know those cars are fast. We know they can win championships. They've won two of the last three, right? I know they haven't won any in the next gen car. Obviously, we've only had one season of that. Um, but has William Byron, I want to look this up very quickly. Has he made a final four before? Because the one glaring thing that we've noticed as of late is you've got to make a final four. He has not made the final four yet. That would be the only thing that makes me hesitant is it seems like you've got to make it to the final four at least once before you're going to win one. I'd have to look back. I don't remember what the stat was, but I know that it had been pointed out during championship week last year where if they hadn't been to the final four before, they hadn't really won the championship. Larson might have been the uh, one caveat to that because obviously he went from Chip Ganassi to, to Hendrick. Um so I guess that would be the maybe one hesitation is that his best finish is sixth place, which was last season. Um, but man, if somebody could get it done, the way William Byron's been running this season, uh, he's and you're still getting him at eight to one. He's got three wins already on the season, so he's super locked into the playoffs. Those are a bunch of bonus points. And if the playoffs started today, right, he would be the points leader. And when it resets every round, at least as of now, he would be the points leader having that big advantage as far as getting to each next round. How quiet has his three wins been, though? It just feels like it's flying under the radar. There's been so much that's happened over the last month or so that the fact that William Byron is, is one of the dominant racers in the circuit right now is sort of being glossed over. And and at 8-1, to one, I mean, it shows you exactly how it's been glossed over because by all rights and accounts, William Byron should be above Kyle Larson in this and be one of the favorites. I know Kyle Larson's got two wins, but Byron has got three. Uh, he's also got seven top fives and nine top tens. Kyle Larson, six top fives, seven top tens. Uh, and Kyle's also got five DNFs. Like, <laughs> I just William Byron's only got two. So it's just a matter of, of the fact that you get a 300-point bump or 200-point, depending on where you're at, to William Byron and it's not going to stay that way for very long if William Byron continues to to do the things that he's doing. So, I mean, it is it is kind of crazy that he's plus 750 in spots, plus 700 in, in others. Um, William Byron, 750 on FanDuel as well, uh, plus 750 on FanDuel to win the championship as well. So it is, again, it is crazy to think that of the three win uh, cars on this track between Kyle Busch and William Byron, seems like Kyle Busch is getting more love because he's Kyle Busch, but... You know, William Byron right there in the wings kind of waiting to say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I belong in this conversation as well. You may forget that I've won three races, but I've won three races and led a ton of laps around the circuit as well. So uh, for William Byron, 717 laps led by far the most. The next second is Kyle Larson at 588. Truex after that at 434. So, I mean, Byron is he's and taking a you- whoop into the field. You look at his last seven points paying races, seventh at Dega, fourth at 
Dover, third at Kansas, one Darlington. Then you had the all-star race in there. He didn't show up. Nobody cares. Second place at Charlotte, and then a horrible eighth-place finish at Worldwide Technologies, and the world imploded on him last week, finishing 14th. Like Those are his worst two races out of the last seven, like a seventh, a fourth, a third, a first, a second, an eighth. Like That is six of those last seven races just consistently good, leading tons of laps almost everywhere. Um, and just seems to be a threat week in and week out. I mean, at this point, right, we've always looked at the nine and the five as being the top two Hendrick cars. It's hard to make that argument right now. It's the five and the 24, and you're almost would put the 24 above the five just because he's been more consistent. I don't think he has the ceiling that Larson has. I don't, I don't know that anybody has the ceiling Larson has at this point in time, at least. But the way he has been consistent in Hendrick equipment would be leading the points right now. Uh, this might be the best value that you're even going to find. Again, as you look through this entire board, I don't know that you're going to get any more better value on a guy that has a real legit shot to win this than Byron in this uh, in this eight to one range. Well, again, I mean, you, you talk about Larson being at five to one, and it's just a matter of of everybody else after him. And and I guess we'll talk about a couple more a couple more contenders: there are two Toyotas, two Gibbs in Hamlin and Truex, both at eight to one. Over on Bet MGM, Hamlin at plus uh, at ten to one rather. Uh, Martin Truex at eight to one on Superbook. There's already a pretty big discrepancy between those two uh, on that book as well. Caesars has Hamlin and and Truex at nine to one, and uh, FanDuel has both of those guys. Uh, Hamlin at ten to one and Truex at eight to one. So FanDuel and and Superbook kind of in lockstep as far as what they're handling them. Uh, but these two guys, obviously, we talked about it. Martin Truex Jr. is now totally in stride. Uh, one of those guys that is, is on top of the world. He's won two races this season and is locked into the playoffs, so he definitely will be there now. You said he's uh, also on top of the point standings as well, sitting second in the playoff standings. So Truex, I mean, his odds have probably shortened up a little bit in the last couple of weeks. 8-1, to one, like I said, in some places. 9-1 to one in others. But he's sitting on top of Denny Hamlin as far as uh, most of the books are concerned, where we thought maybe completely the opposite uh, would be true. And Denny Hamlin with only one win on the season and sitting in seventh right now in the playoff standings, sixth overall. Those two Gibbs drivers, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Martin Truex Jr. would be the better of the two and have the shorter odds for the championship, uh, I would say you're crazy. But despite all of that, Cody, I'm not sure if I'm confident enough at eight to one to take either one of these guys as a championship future. Truex, maybe, but I don't know if I feel as strongly about Truex winning the championship as I do about Byron. Yeah, I'm torn on Truex because, like, we've seen a whole new Truex this year, and like storybook ending, right? Does he win the championship and just walk away? I think he's probably having too much fun at this point to to just walk away. Um, but he's a threat for sure, right? So you've got to consider him. He's been a whole new guy this year. Um, when he dominant, like that's been the thing, right? Is when he's good, he's good. Like he doesn't just back into wins. He doesn't hang around and show up at the end. Like he's either really good and wins a race or he's just there. Uh, when it comes to Denny Hamlin, he's never won one, right? So that's that's the big thing with him is he's he's that guy that can't get over the hump that Dan Marino that's a really great quarterback but just can't make it to the big game or win the big game when he gets there 
We've seen this before with Mark Martin, right? He was a great driver and it happened to be mostly in the Dale Earnhardt era when Earnhardt's winning all his championships. That's been Denny's biggest problem, right? He was in the Jimmy Johnson era where Jimmy Johnson is winning seven titles and that makes it tough. But Johnson's been gone a few years and Denny makes it to the final four consistently, but he just can't ever seem to get it done. Uh, would I be shocked if he gets it done? No, because obviously he's one of the top drivers in the sport, right? But what do I want to put my money behind Denny to win when he consistently, year after year after year, just finds ways to choke away a championship? I, I don't know that I could place that bet and feel good. I love betting on Denny Hamlin. Like He's made us so much money over the last year and a half. We're both not betting on him for a while last year and then betting on him. But do I do I feel confident putting money, futures money, behind him to win a championship? He stated, and maybe because he hasn't won one, right? He'd rather have the three Daytona 500s, and he thinks that's a bigger thing. Come on. We all show up to play for the – like, if you're not there to win the championship, what are you that show up and race Daytona every year and go home then? Why are you coming to the rest of the races, right? We're here to win championships. That's what everybody strives for, right? doesn't matter if you win the NBA MVP. Like, you want to win the NBA finals. That's what matters, right? Um, and, and so – I don't know. I don't know if it's just because he's never won it, but he seems to not only not win it, but find ways to just continually choke it away year after year. So that would be the thing that holds me back the most from from wanting to bet on Denny Hamlin. And I don't know that I could either for a championship. And and really, you just look at last week, what happened in Sonoma as, as sort of that, if, if you were to put Denny Hamlin's championship woes into one one moment it'd be that spin at Sonoma that's the kind of thing where he could be running well he could win the pole he could have all this stuff going for him he could make the final four and that one moment takes him completely out of the running and he's he's had more of those than he hasn't and and that's the really frustrating thing and I know he's frustrated about it it's not there's no secret that he's not necessarily happy with the way that's gone and so but those kind of things they live in your head and that's that's why, you know, stock car racing, more like anything else in life, it's just when something gets in your head, that's your reality. And and for Denny Hamlin, it's been all these years of being the one of the best racers in the circuit only to never win a championship. And and that is always his asterisk. That's always going to carry with him. And and I don't care if you threw these odds down to, you know, maybe 30, 40 to 1. I don't know that I'd still say that's good value on Denny Hamlin because He's had the opportunity. This isn't like a new race car driver that's, you know, oh, wow, he's he's down to 30 to 1, 40 to 1. Like, this is what we're looking at. No, this guy's been at it for a while. He's had opportunities to do it. And there are drivers on this circuit right now that have got way more momentum on their side. His teammate is one of them, you know, and, and his teammate is, is one of the guys that's riding the highs of this. And I would much rather take... Uh, Martin Trickster. Now, I'd rather see him at Denny Hamlin's price, and I'd probably feel more comfortable taking him at something like that of a long shot, maybe even a little bit longer than that. But uh, for Denny Hamlin, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I don't, I don't want to take him even at ten to one or or eleven to one or heaven forbid eight to one. I definitely don't want to take him there. Yeah, and I wanted. I was kind of looking back to see like when's the last time a guy won a championship later on in his career right and i guess martin truex 
did he it was 2017. He'd been around for uh, that was probably his 13th or 14th season at that point. Um, so I guess he would be the one kind of example. Other than that, like all these other guys have been earlier in their career. Obviously, Jimmy Johnson kind of stunk things up for well, a while. I was about to tell you, Jimmy but, Johnson won every year of his career. Yeah, so. but I mean, like even looking back, like Joey just won this past year. He's still young anyways, but that was a second. Larson won. He's still young. Elliot won. He's young. Bush, that was his second. Joey won his first in 18. Truex is, is kind of the one that jumps out at, at 17. And then you had Johnson obviously went in his seventh. Bush in 15. He was still younger. Harvick in 14. Yeah, he'd been around for, I guess, what, 13 seasons at that point. But still, that was after the streak of Johnson things. You got Jimmy. You got a Brad in there in 2012. He was younger then. Tony with his third. All five of Jimmy's first. Tony, Kurt Busch when he was young, Kenseth when he was young. Like, you got a 2000, 2000 with Bobby Labonte, I guess. You're that, like, you have to go back a long ways before you get guys that finally got one later on in their career. And, and so it's tough to see a path for a guy. Not that he can't do it because he's still so good. He's still top of his game. Like, it's just some guys don't have, and you see it in playoffs in different sports. Like, some guys do not have that championship whatever in them, and they just cannot get it done in the big game. And Denny seems to be that guy consistently. And so, again, I, I can't bet on him to win a championship, especially at only 10 to 1 range. Like, it just, uh, Truex to me, much better bet because he's gotten it done before. We've seen it and made his fair share of mistakes as well. But, He's gotten it done, and, and we know that he can he can do it. And that, again, when they're at these similar of odds, I think gives me a lot more uh, uh, hope, I guess, for him. Denny Hamlin, the Jim Kelly of NASCAR, can yes. get yes. there, just can't get it done. That's the perfect example, right? He's so good, and he can. Did was Kelly the quarterback for all four of those? Yeah, all four. Like, got there four times, and that's Hamlin. He gets to the champ. Like, if you could bet on. That'd be another great thing to have. Make the championship four. Give us odds for this. Come on, Rod. Jeez, we're just dropping the ball everywhere here. But if I could get odds on Denny Hamlin to make the championship four, I'll place that bet all day long and twice on Sunday. Like That would be great because he's going to get you to the game like Kelly did. But when he gets to the game four years in a row, he's just going to find ways to choke it away. And that's what Denny is good at is choking away championships. And if he gets it, I mean, Man, that really, like, he's already a Hall of Famer, but that really solidifies this career. But I just don't ever see that championship trophy going home with Hamlin. <sighs> Poor guy. Even he knows it, too. He even says it himself. I, yeah. I know well, how to... I think that's why he deflects it with, well, I've got three Daytona 500, which, again, that's, if that's what you got, I guess that's what you would do, right? But, man, it, Mark Martin, like, one of the best drivers. But you look back and he never got that championship, and that always. One of those things that just haunts him, and it makes such a difference. Like you look at guys like Carl Edwards, a great driver, one of the top seventy-five, and all that. But he got real fucking close, but he never got that one championship. And it just it takes so much steam steam off of when you look back on how good their career was. Because Hamlin's going to have all these huge win numbers and all these huge numbers in the three Daytona five hundreds, and if that championship column still sits at zero. It just takes something off of it for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the whole asterisk thing is all something that they never, ever want to see uh, by their name for sure. Uh, and that's, you know, Kevin Harvick was feeling kind of the same way, right? I mean, that was that was his whole thing, uh, too. He'd taken a while and, and finally got that championship off of his back, so uh, good for him. Uh, all right, let's, let's kind of cr- scroll down further down this list where we find Chase Elliott, also 10 to 1, over on uh, on Caesar, uh, I'm sorry, Bet MGM. Uh, let's see, he is at 850 plus 850 on Caesars. Uh, Superbook has Chase Elliott at 10 to one as well, and then um, Chase Elliott at nine to one over on FanDuel. I want to spend a little bit of time on Chase Elliott, but I also want to lump in a couple of these other guys. Christopher Bell 10 to one on Bet MGM. Logano 11 to one uh, on Bet MGM. Get farther down this list and. I'm trying to figure out how far we want to like dwell into where we feel comfortable putting uh, putting money on because farther down this list is a little bit difficult to make a case. And Chase Elliott, I said I wanted to stop there for a second because obviously Chase Elliott' biggest story is he's not even in yet. So the the fact that he's ten to one and still not in, I wonder if we wait another two or three races and if he's still not in, do you wait on that one and then? You know, just before, I, I can't say just before he wins his first race because you don't know when he's going to win it. But maybe maybe wait a, three or four races and see where that's at because if he doesn't win a race, those odds could get a little bit tougher. And then, of course, obviously, you know, he's got the capability of winning uh, and, and putting it together. And maybe I would give it a couple more races for him to figure it out. This nine team's not looking strong like they, like they used to. And so, you know, maybe these odds kind of get better for you if you believe Chase Elliott can turn his season around. And so it's interesting. So uh, this is a very interesting case for Chase Elliott. He opened the season as the co-favorite with Larson at six to one most places. Um, I would venture to say over the next 10 years, you'll be lucky if you ever see Elliott at 10 to one again, because of the fact that he's in a top tier team and a top tier car He's consistently good. He won the regular season title last year. He's made multiple Final Fours. He's won the championship. All of these things that are going to keep him perennially up front. I mean, he's 27th in the standings and not in the playoffs, and he's still 10 to 1. If that shows you, he's missed half the season at this point, and he's still only 10 to 1. So I don't know that you're ever going to get this type of price again. Now, obviously, if you bet it here, you're risking the fact that he might not even make the playoffs. Even if he does make the playoffs, he's got a very, very tough road ahead of him because every round going to the playoffs, he has minimal playoff points to carry over. He's not going to finish in the top 10, I think it is, that get paid out You know, playoff points at the end. So every stage win he gets, if he can get any wins, he's going to need those playoff points, but it's not gonna, he's not going to have room for mulligans most rounds throughout the playoffs. If anybody can get hot, though, Chase Elliott is a very hot and cold driver. Like he could buzz through the playoffs. And we've seen this before in playoffs. Like Tony Stewart won five of 10 after having a horrible season. I think that was his last championship where he just, you know, blew everybody away basically and, um, and won that third championship. And if you find the right guy that gets hot. So I think that you can make the argument to place a bet on Elliott at 10 to one because you might not see these odds anytime ever so like likely for years going forward he's going to continue to be a co-favorite or one of the top guys 
just because he's he gets that Dallas Cowboys Los Angeles Laker bump because he's the most popular driver. So you're all that's always going to be factored into his number because people are going to bet on him. Everybody likes to bet on their favorite team to win the Super Bowl or the World Series or whatever it is. Everybody likes to throw a bet down on their favorite driver. So he's always going to be lowered because of that. He's always going to be lowered because he's in a Hendrick car. He's always going to be lowered because he is one of the better drivers in the series. Been a little rough for him this season with the injury and stuff. But so I think you can make that argument. But at the same time, if he doesn't win one of these next few races, you know, he's not, he might not even be in the playoffs. So that's there as well. So I think there is an element of risk for sure. But and he's got that tough road when he gets in. But again, if he can make it to the final four, and really all you have to do, if he can make it to the round of eight, you win one of those last those three races in there. And you're locked in. And once you're there, all he has to do is win at Phoenix, which he's done before at Phoenix, specifically even, to win the championship. Um, so this is probably the most curious case on the board, in my opinion, because there's so many variables, so many swings either way. Um, but I will say if you're wanting to get it, now's probably your chance. You could roll the dice. And if we get to Daytona and he's got to win to get in, Maybe you're getting longer odds. I don't know if they're going to kick it up that much, though. But you could because he's a good super speedway racer and he could win it. But I think if you're going to place it, you might do it now because he could come out and win any week. He's a really good concrete driver. Hendrick did struggle at Nashville last year, so it'll be interesting. But that's a concrete track. He could jump up and win there. He can, he can win anywhere. Super speedway, road course, obviously we know he can win. He can win on any of these tracks. If he gets that win, boom, those odds are back to 6-1, to one, just like that, I think, because according to the interns at NASCAR, he'll be locked in at that point, right? Yeah, and really, again, it's just a matter of, and this actually could be a perfect uh, example of you to use your edge double down so you don't have to really tie up your own money. This is $2,500. You want to lock it in now, and then say in three or four weeks, he, he does suffer kind of a, a bad stretch and the odds get longer. Then you can you know really plunk down a, a couple more on that one as well. So this is a matter of if you want to lock it in now, like Cody said, I think it's a good opportunity for you to, to edge double down on that one and just sort of uh, uh, lock it in now and, and hold on to it for a while. And then kind of if you really want to get froggy and, and they he gets up to 13, I don't see him getting too far up the board, but you know, if you get a couple hundred extra, extra points, a couple extra hundred dollars of, of value on that, then I would definitely uh, take yeah, that. I, I think if he does slip anymore, that's probably your chance to get him. And even on like Caesars, he's only plus 850 over there. Mm -hmm. So even they're like, they're hedging themselves because they don't want to be left super liable on a guy like that, um, where I'm sure that's probably one of their bigger handles on the season is as far as championship odds go is a guy like that. So um, I, I do think though, especially if it slips any lower, you probably grab it. And again, if you're going to want to get in on him, in my opinion, this is probably your best chance right here is trying to hit it at 10 to 1 now. I concur. Um, all right, just uh, talking over a, a group of these, I want to I want to ask about the names, really, and that's Christopher Bell, 10 to 1, Logano, 11 to 1, Blaney, 12 to 1, Chastain, 14 to 1. I like Superbook. They've got uh, Bell at 10 to 1, uh, Logano at 10 to 1, Blaney at 10 to 1, Chastain at 14 to 1. I mean... As much as a great story as all of these guys would be to win, we talked about Chastain. There's just no fire left in that. He can reignite that fire. At 14-1, to 1, though, I don't feel like the way his trajectory is going lately, 
I would definitely wait on this one because I feel like I could probably get better odds if I really felt like Chastain was going to win, which I kind of don't. I don't see him getting into the uh, uh, championship round at all. I, I, um, I don't see him getting into the final four. So it's a little frustrating for Chastain, who at this point had a win, had two at this point, right? Had two wins on the season uh, and was well on his way into the championship round this year. Not so much. And you've seen a much more subdued Chastain. Don't fall into that trap. Logano and Blaney, again, great stories. I just, I mean, you can't really count Logano out sometimes. You can never count Logano out. Yeah. But at 10 to 1, I still don't know that I would, I'm comfortable laying that as well. So I don't know. Out of those guys, Bell, Blaney, Logano, Chastain, any, any interest in any of these guys at their odds? Um, Bell. Not really. I think that Bell has definitely got it in him to be a champion eventually. Um, but I don't think I don't think he's ready yet. I don't think we're quite to that level with Bell yet. So and only at ten to one, I don't want to do it. At Joey at eleven to one. Again, you can't ever count him out. He does have a thing for odd numbered years. We pointed that out multiple times. He's really good in odd numbered years, less so in even years. I mean, he's kind of sitting at the same point he was last year at this point in the season, and he won the whole thing. So, again, you can't ever say no to him, but I probably wouldn't take it here. Blaney, 12-1, to 1, I would love to see it. I think, again, a guy that's got the championship potential, I don't think we're there yet, though. He's never made a Final Four, which I think is is an important thing to note. Maybe he gets to one here soon, and then he can get the championship after that. Again, only 12 to 1. I, I probably wouldn't place that. Chastain, 14 to 1. He has made the championship four. He did it last year, very surprisingly. But we're getting to the point where it's almost time to start talking about the winless streak. Been a long time since Ross Chastain's won. Been a completely different driver these last few weeks. I've not loved what I've seen out of Trackhouse. That's still a young team. His run to the championship was was great, right? He ended up finishing second, really, but never had a chance to get Logano. But he got in because of the hail melon. Like he wasn't going to be in other than that. I don't think this is a championship level team just yet. I think in a few years we can talk about it. Chastain's got a lot of talent. We all know that. I don't think he's ready yet. So I don't think I would place a bet on any of these guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, I might entertain Blaney just because of the, the fan in me love would love to see it, but even, I still don't think he's a great bet. So this is kind of that area that's that's kind of I'm uh, probably just staying away from most of these guys. I think they're all capable. They're all in equipment that could, but I don't see it for any of these guys this year. Yeah, and I mean, we've pretty much covered the top four, too, in Byron, Truex, Bush, and Blaney now uh, as far as playoff standings as it sat. We talked about Larson. We talked about Chastain, Hamlin, Logano, Bell. Uh, somebody that we are are kind of next on the list here is Kevin Harvick at twenty to one. And let me just say, this is the delineating line right here. I feel like this this line after we get past Chastain is where we start talking. And by all rights and accounts, long shots. I mean, these are all guys that I don't necessarily seeing jumping up think, into a championship yeah, yeah i think after fair. harvick there's one other guy i would put my money on just because of the number but other than that i don't think there's anybody that could realistically win it yeah and after it, kevin harvick yeah because i mean now you're starting to get into the guys like uh you know keselowski gibbs busher wallace suarez like all these guys that it'd be a fun story 
But what we're seeing so far shape up those those top ten guys, those top you know uh, nine, ten, twelve guys are the ones that we're really talking in the conversation. So Harvick at twenty to one on Superbook, Reddick at twenty five to one. Harvick, just stop right there. Yes, go bet Kevin Harvick to win this. He can win anywhere if he gets into the playoffs, which is likely to happen. Of course, at this point, he can make a run. He's solid week in and week out. By the way, his best track on the entire circuit is Phoenix, where the championship is held. Guess what? He's already said he's retiring after this season, and he's done. That will be it. He's not coming back to race part-time. He's done. He's going to the booth. Fox comes back next year with the, the reigning Cup Series champion in the thing. Kevin Harvick, the guy who stepped in for Dale Earnhardt Sr. the week after his death, wraps it up with a second championship. At the, this has... Every single storyline, Kevin Harvick 22-1, go bet this right now. Even if it doesn't hit, it's a great ticket to hold. And this has a very legitimate shot at winning. And and despite the, st- the struggles we've seen with Stuart Haas, um, Kevin Harvick hasn't really necessarily been a part of that, right? He's always kind of the exception. But the rest of their cars have been good on short, flat tracks. If he can make it to Phoenix... Kevin Harvick, if he makes it to Phoenix in the final four, like I'm probably dumping a lot on Harvick to win that because everything would line up perfectly. So 20 to one, I think that's super great value. Uh, I, sorry, I wanted to stop you there because that's the guy I really, really want to comment on in this area. No, and that's exactly I was going to definitely take a long time on on Harvick as well because um, he's even as low as fifteen to one on Caesars. It's it's I mean I that's not like a huge jump, but 500, 500 points is a pretty decent swing when you're talking you're talking about the fact that Larson is at plus four hundred in some spots. Yeah. You know that's that's a that's a pretty sizable swing. Uh, so Superbook at twenty to one. That's I really love that number and and. We've been talking about Harvick pretty much all season long, and and I know that the back road, it's a joke that I always bring up Harvick, and they always save Harvick for me. And I don't mean to gush on Harvick, but all the points that you brought up about this being his last season, the the NASCAR script writers are probably hard at work right now trying to figure out how to make Harvick win the the last championship getting out of Hopefully they're not on strike like the rest of the writers. (laughs) (laughs) I know I miss Saturday Night Live. If the strike ends in time, they might uh, write that into the story at the end of this. I would would think that that would be a pleasant way to to end his career. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's 20 to 1. It's it's 20 to 1 for a reason, but this one has probably the most, and he doesn't have a win yet this season, but... We saw it last time, deep into the season. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have a win for a long time, and then boom, he rattled off two in a row. Like again, another team that can get hot, and he can consistent his way into the final four. Like he doesn't need to go win a race in every round. Like he can just get you good, solid finishes, point his way to the next round, point his way to the next round, and keep it going. And I think that I, I don't. I don't think we're done seeing him win. And I could really, really see Harvick, especially at Phoenix. Like, if if you had to pick one track and say where is he the best at, Phoenix, Phoenix. is the track you're circling, and that's where the championship is being held. It it, it all lines up perfectly, and at these types of odds, you can't miss out on this one. Yeah, uh, I agree completely. Um, all right, let's uh, let's just kind of Reddick Bowman, Reddick at so, twenty five. Yeah, Reddick, Reddick, no. I mean, again, 23-11, a young team. They'll have championship caliber coming up. And Reddick, we know, is really talented, but I'm not. Uh, he's probably the last guy you could super make an argument for other than 
than Bowman. But his issue, uh, his issue for me has just been consistency. That's that's yeah. really what I, I you know. He's been good. He has a win. He's got seven top tens, five top fives, but I still the talent is there, yeah. and I he is a future champion. I do think I think he's arguably one of the top three to five talented guys in the garage, and like we haven't even started to see what Tyler Reddick will be, but I don't think we're there yet. I think you give it a couple more seasons before he starts rattling off championships. Yeah, uh, and then Bowman now Bowman. I'm seeing him forty to one on Super Bowl or on MGM. Uh, it's a Hendrick car. That's I mean, at forty to one, that's stupid. Uh, he's six places his best points finish. I get it. He's missed a couple of races, but guess what? He's still in the playoffs. As if they were to start today, he can win. You know, almost anywhere. Again, it's it's uh, if he's you know similar to his teammates or even at twenty to one. It's but a forty to one in a Hendrick car like. You've got to put something on this just because it's a car that can get it done and a team that can get it done. And if he happens to catch fire, like he was leading the points all early in the season. I mean, when he got hurt, I believe he was the points leader at the time or had just lost it maybe because he had the points penalty. That's the thing. He's got a 60-point penalty in here, and he's still, after missing multiple races, in the top 16 in points. Like he's he's sitting decent enough that he's likely going to make it at 40-1. to one. I don't see him as a champion, but would I be completely shocked? Not really, because he's the equipment he's in, and we know he's a good driver. Uh, and uh, Phoenix isn't his best track, but he's got decent finishes there before. They could put it together. Uh, and again, if you get a Hendrick Carr to the Final Four, if something happens to his teammates, he's the only one. Like that entire shop is poured into him. Like I think a forty to one, this is definitely worth it. As as far as that, that's as deep as I want to go on long shots. Uh, I know that Chase Briscoe is like 3 million to one down here. Very tempting. No, it's not. I was completely joking. But no, I, Alex Bowman, I think this this is the last guy I'd be willing to place a bet on. And, and I think you almost have to because they're such long odds and such a good car and such a good driver as well. Yeah, that 48 car is no stranger to championships. So, I mean... You been could, there a few times. Been there once, maybe twice. I don't know. Maybe, but, maybe seven times. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and you're right. I think Bowman, like I said, is that last one because you, I mean, Kozlowski, Gibbs, Busher, Wallace, Suarez, Dinger, Gibbs, future champion. I write that down. He will win champion chips multiple. Not this one though. Not this year. Not in his rookie season. I don't think a rookie has won. Gosh, I don't. I couldn't tell you when the last time a rookie has won the the NASCAR championship. Yeah, it's it's been long longer than I've been alive. I I'm safe to to assume, but um yeah all right well i i think uh man i think we've done done some damage here for this uh this nascar cup futures championship episode covered a lot of ground actually so if you uh if you want you know and, and to go break it down again listen one more time uh to to really soak it all in but i think the takeaways from this really if we were to ultimately say i i i don't know if i'm ready to bet larson at five to one or four to one this feels like there's too many landmines out there for him right now. Um, but if you think he's going to win the championship, obviously now is the time to grab him because if he does get on a hot streak, you are not going to see these these odds any lower. But I would much more feel comfortable with Byron at this point, at his price point, depending on where you can find it. And uh, and maybe I'd take a shot. Obviously, we're going to load on, on Harvick. I think we both agree on that one. Just take a shot at 20-1. to 1. 
on Harvick. But, you know, past that, Chase Elliott might be another good flyer to take if you can find him at 10 to 1 and uh, and wait a couple weeks and maybe maybe add a little more to that pot if he starts to slip a little lower. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are those are the I think the big takeaways from from this episode. Yeah. So for the record, uh, a rookie has never won the NASCAR championship. There you go. 1966, James Hilton finished second in his rookie season. Um, and that's been the best uh, campaign as far as a rookie is considered. So Ty Gibbs not winning this year will win multiple, multiple Cup Series championships in the future. Um, but yeah, again, you don't want to overextend yourself on, on championship odds, obviously. Try to balance things out. Hopefully you got some Kyle Busch in the offseason at 20 to 1. So you're kind of holding on to that. But yeah, I mean, you touched on it, right? William Byron is a guy I'm really looking at. If you want to get on the Elliott train, I think now is the time. Um, and then the, the Kevin Harvick, the Alex Bowman, I think those are the ones you have to place just because they're long enough odds. And, and really, depending on how you want to play the odds game, like that's kind of a pretty solid strategy is before the season, take some long shots. You get a guy like Kyle Busch, now you're in on him, right? And as his odds continue to drop and he continues to rack up wins, you're just sitting on that long shot ticket. Then you wait for somebody that's struggling a little or doesn't have the wins, like a Kevin Harvick, you snatch him, right? Or you even get a Chase Elliott when he dips at his lowest point of the season. Um, and then you've kind of got, if you get to the end, you could have the potential to be sitting on multiple heavier futures um, as this this wraps up. So, yeah, I think that was a good look. Man, I can't believe we're uh, already this far into the season, more than halfway through the regular season. Only 10 races left till the playoffs. It's uh, It's been a fun ride so far. The Bush class seems like just yesterday, and and we're closing in on 200 episodes too, which is <sighs> milestone. Yeah, speaking in of, of which, get your questions in now. Discord, Twitter, we're gonna put the call out. But uh, I'm gonna do since it's an off week, right? Uh, a little something less similar to our hundredth show, and uh, make it a ask us questions. It can be about betting, be about drivers, can be personal questions. Be about to us. Agree, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we're. Uh, open up the floor to you and uh, maybe even end up doing a live show for that one where you could get in some live questions. We'll see how the, the scheduling works out, but uh, be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. We're uh, two episodes away. Two episodes away from 200. I can think of no better way to end this episode uh, than to leave it right there and, and be excited for the next ones to come. We will talk Xfinity and truck. Uh, we're waiting for Xfinity to pop up. We want, Actually, we want to do a dual one. Xfinity has popped up while we were recording. So oh, we have Xfinity uh, over them. on MGM. They've got it. So beautiful. Um, we, we are able to do that. And then, uh, yeah. So, so Xfinity truck combo, hopefully tomorrow, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have our 200 show on Thursday, Friday, crossing our fingers to wrap it up with some IndyCar talk, maybe. Um, if we get some odds out by then, those have been coming out on Wednesdays lately. So uh, hopefully we'll have those tomorrow, but uh, we'll see. That'll be amazing if it's true. So, um, all right. Well, then let's put a pin in this one, and we will send everybody on their way. But before we do, Cody, as we always do, remind everyone where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Uh, follow the show, at NASCAR Gambling. Tweet us your questions over there. We'll try and save them, rack everything up. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast as well. I know NASCAR's three series are off this week. F1 and IndyCar are both in action. F1 podcast should be over in your feeds now uh, as well. We recorded that right before we recorded this one. So fun time. We had a good, good hits and last couple weeks have been good. Hit big on NASCAR last week, hit big on F1 the week before. So on our hot streak, as we get into the, the summer months here. 
Hey, we're heating up as the temperature is heating up. That's a perfect way right. to end uh, that. So, yes, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media on the back road, or for frequency's sake, make sure you check out their newsletter and uh, my articles, which will be coming out. I'll look, I'll look at some futures odds for that, uh, that newsletter for them. So uh, we'll do that as well. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with the Xfinity and Trucks Breakdown. And then, of course, looking forward to 200. Get out. Yeah, make sure you get those questions in. We would love to answer those for you. So we'll see you then. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride.